In the 21st century, a weapon will be invented like no other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. It can't be reasoned with. It can't be bargained with. It will feel no pity, no remorse, no pain, no fear. It will have only one purpose, to return to the present and prevent the future. This weapon will be called the Terminator. You're dead, honey. What day is it? The date? 12th, May, Thursday. What year? Assigned to protect you. You've been targeted for termination. Why does it want me? Why me? Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. Your future is in its hands. Your, your future is in its hands. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yeah, we're going. <laughs> we're going. I, I, didn't, I didn't even give you any. Oh, my God. Okay, hi. We're going. Yeah, we're going here. Um, so just so everyone knows what's going on, uh, the reason Haley was unprepared was because she is currently popping my back pimples. <laughs> <laughs> Completely unfiltered. Yes, that is exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, that's what's going on right now. Uh, that's how close we are. <laughs> um, so uh, we're covering the Terminator today because, well, first of all, I'm sure there's people out there that are going, wait, hold on. All right. So we've been following you so far and it, it makes sense what you guys are doing with these bonus episodes. You've covered horror films, right? You've covered Sweeney Todd. That's a horror film. You've covered Saw. That's a horror film. Correct. The Terminator, are you guys kind of stretching this one? Like, are you guys, you know, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> I, I I hear all of your complaints. And, all of them. Uh, I have a couple rebuttals. One of them is Haley and I firmly believe that this is a horror film. I believe, like, uh, not entirely a horror film. No, but you can classify it as a horror film. Yes. Right? Yes. yes, but like a horror slash something. A, a science fiction horror. Yes. That's, that's what it is to me. It's weird that it's marketed as a science fiction action because it doesn't really feel very action-y. Even, even though there's a lot of chase like you know stuff going on, it doesn't really feel like you're like Terminator 2. Like we're not going to cover Terminator 2 on the podcast, at least as we're currently a horror podcast. Mm -hmm. Maybe down the road, who knows. But... Uh, we will talk a little bit about Terminator 2 in here just because you kind of have to, but Terminator 2 is so much more action-y. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah. I don't think it's horror at no, all. No, it has very little horror element to it. This one is so horror-filled uh, that it felt right to do it. Plus, here's my other rebuttal. If you guys remember the season one poster of, let me pull it up here for 
uh, Haley because I have a feeling she doesn't know. I definitely don't. What I'm talking about here. So I'm typing it season one poster. On the season one poster, the official poster that AMC released. Let me find it here. Uh, right here. Perfect. If you zoom oh, into yeah. it, right? Mm -hmm. So here's the poster of Rick going into Atlanta, mm -hmm. right? We all know and love it. Mm -hmm. At the very top of this poster, mm -hmm. it says, from the director of The Shawshank Redemption and the producer of The Terminator. Oh, wait, really? Right there. I did not. Wait, I definitely know that you've told me that yeah. those two correlate before, but. Mm -hmm. It's Gail Ann Hurd. She is the producer of The Terminator, and she's uh, one of the producers on The Walking Dead. So it felt only right that we cover the Terminator. It doesn't feel right that we cover the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I was going to say, I do not <laughs> no. agree with that one. But the Terminator, it felt right, and it's on the fucking poster of the season one poster for The Walking Dead. So anybody out there that has complaints of us covering this particular film as a bonus episode. Yeah, sorry. Don't really care. <laughs> so Plus it gives Eddie an excuse to talk about Terminator. Yes, because uh, really quickly... I, oh, quickly, my ass. No, I swear to God, really quickly, like a, a couple <laughs> sentences. I used to host a podcast called Terminator 101 back in the day. I did 50 episodes of that, and I love Terminator. See? A couple episodes. Couple. Or, <laughs> couple sentences. Couple sentences. She's just really going to town on my back here. I wish we filmed these things. Then I'm like, so glad. From, from time to time, we'd cut just to my back being mutilated mutilated i think i'm taking good care you're of taking that. good care of me you're even like putting like an alcohol wipe on me or something yes i am it's great yes F find a girlfriend that does this i treat him well or a boyfriend or a it friend other yeah so all right here we go the terminator that was the trailer for it we always play the trailer for these movies that we cover and i love the trailer because it um i think it didn't give too much away the way some trailers can nowadays it, mm -hmm. you know, it it left a lot to be desired um but i love those old-fashioned you know narrated trailers where it's like in the future in coming the, soon yeah coming soon you know and then it's just like this epic uh when i had a i had another podcast called bigger boat movies back in the day and i had a segment on there where i would play the voice it was called epic <laughs> epic narrator voice guy <laughs> and it was literally just me doing well hello and welcome and it was just doing like an epic narrator oh thing oh my god and, <laughs> and, and, and but i love it so much like i really wish they would bring back that narrator voice for trailers but this had a great one and when you first watched the so when i showed Haley the terminator she had never seen it before right. i had seen it i think this was my 98th viewing of the film oh it wasn't your hundredth <laughs> i don't know it's probably more than that it's one of those movies i grew up with ironically um what did you what were your expectations going in knowing that i was such a diehard fan of this i didn't have expectations in terms of like how you viewed the movie just because like i never like seen much of anything mm -hmm. I, what am i doing this time no 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 Oh, was, uh, was yeah, I speaking backwards? No, 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 but hold it like on the metal part. Yeah, so you're not touching the Oh, oh, wire. oh, got it, got it. There we go. Um, Like I, besides like Arnold, I had not seen even anything. Mm -hmm. I just knew like the 
catchphrases and like as anybody does and yep so you have this list of movies yes i do that you need to watch Mm -hmm. you have one for general movies and then you have one for horror movies it wasn't on the horror movie list it was not it was on your general movie list correct which was really cool i thought yeah just a little fun fact i just thought it was cool that it was on there (laughs) yeah i have a list it's probably I haven't taken the time to count, and they're in a no, they're in no particular order. It's just like when they come to mind, or like if they're ever like brought to my attention, I just slept them out. Like it's called movies that I haven't watched but should. Yeah. And Terminator was on there. Nice. Was Terminator Two on there? I think I encompassed this franchise. Okay. That's what I tend to do. Like I have like Bill and Ted on there, but I don't have Bill and Ted on two. Gotcha. 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 Um. But like expected, I, I don't think I ever knew it was about time travel. Really, I, I really don't even think I knew what it was about. I think I just knew it had to do with like the Terminator kills people. Like mm-hmm. I just thought it was like general. Like, people. did you know Arnold was the Terminator? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, so I was very, I was expecting more action. I guess just because I knew Arnold was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, definitely nothing bad. I was very open-minded and well-surprised. Yes. In a good way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something in my mind just knew that this would be right up your alley because um, one of the reasons why I think it's a horror film is because it's literally... Ha- it, it, 75% of this film is at night. Correct. Uh, very little daytime scenes in this movie. And it's just a very... Uh, there's, a, like, there's a whole just sense of dread in the entire movie, mm-hmm. even though you have the the character of Kyle Reese coming back to save Sarah, there's mm-hmm. there's just a you know just an overwhelming sense of like oh man like this doesn't feel good right you know and uh, James Cameron did that on purpose like he didn't want to do a he was doing film noir but he was doing it with technology which is mm-hmm. why the 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 club that she goes to is called Tech Noir. He yeah. wanted to uh, create a subgenre of a of a subgenre, mm-hmm. so he wanted to create tech noir, which is where you're doing film noir with technology. Mm. And oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, what really sold it for me as horror wasn't even like the nighttime; it was the score. Yeah, the score of the movie yep. is like very uh, intense. Yep, very like dark. Because I have it, uh, it's on it's on my Spotify, one of my albums. I have it favorited. Brad Fidel, who I did have on my podcast, Eddie Green's 101, the composer of The Terminator and Terminator 2 Judgment oh, Day. Promo. That was a big she one for was... me. That was really cool that I had. I know, I'm not the, saying, I'm just. Composer. I'm just. I'm just. Don't, 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 don't. don't. Yeah, yep, yeah, I know. Here you go. Here, Jane. Oh, this is so sexy. <laughs> like I want to make love right to this. Explicit podcast. We are an explicit podcast. Oh my god, you just told my mom to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait for the bum 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 bum. Because this is where he arrives, the Terminator arrives. I'm kinda stuck on you just saying I wanna Yeah. I wanna make love. At, at least I didn't say I wanna fuck. You just did. I just did, but I didn't. <laughs>
Brad Fidel takes it all away, and then it just goes to the You're right here. It's almost like a heartbeat, like, and that's something like horror. Focusing in on the heartbeat of somebody as they're anxious. Yeah, he wanted to create, that's literally what he was going for, but he wanted it to be a robot heartbeat. Mm. So he wanted it to be the, the heartbeat of the Terminator. Mm. is what that is um i love that entire piece of the score it's called terminator arrival slash reese chased slash sarah on motorbike so you literally get three different character scores in one piece you get the terminator and then you get kyle which is more this thing this like and then i love sarah's sarah's is so great this isn't Sarah. This is still Kyle. Still Kyle. That's even scary sounding. Yeah. Right here. This is this is Sarah. When it cuts to Sarah. And how do you make it sound lovely? Piano. Just your average chick going to work. Plus, in this movie, you see him just like straight up murder in cold blood. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Terminator? Yeah. The like the three punks? That. I was talking more about Ginger. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's like to, to justify why it's horror? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll be all over the place with this because uh, it's just like a general discussion of the movie. Um, exactly. When he kills Ginger, like the whole moment is very horror because she's on the floor. She's like very eighties horror. Yeah. She's bleeding out. It's all in slow-mo. There's like a sense of dread in the score again. And then he just, he, he's her crawling away. She's crawling away. And then he just hovers over her and puts like six more bullets into her. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's phenomenal. It's so good. Um, it's actually my favorite out of the two because, Fun fact, I don't care about any of the other Terminators after T2. Um, so out of one and two, I prefer one slightly. Yeah, me too. Most people prefer two um, because it's bigger, it's epicer, it's all that stuff. Epicer. Epicer. But there's a simplicity that I love of the Terminator. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so good. It's just, it's a, it's such an amazing film. Um what is like one of the because for me the my favorite moment in the film and between one and two is the technoir club scene where all three of the characters converge for the first time <laughs> i told you like because she's uh you're you're painting me um something on an eight by ten canvas and it's the end mm-hmm. of terminator 2 with the thumbs up mm-hmm. and uh, that is one of my favorite scenes, but I was like, I, cause you were like, what did you think I was painting for you? And I was like, I thought you might've been painting the tech noir scene, but I don't know how you would have painted that because that's a very tricky thing to try to get all three characters. Right. And I, I've since been like thinking like how I would do that. And I know I'm not going to tell you, but I do know Ooh. it would just take a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. I like, I, I just love the converging of the characters and, um, it's so, it's so just, I don't know. I get chills every time I watch it. 
I really do. And I've seen it so many times. But like what's uh as a horror movie enthusiast, what's one of your <laughs> what's one of your standout scenes in the first film? Um I couldn't pinpoint one scene. I think I just have like a lot of moments like perfectly honest, nothing to do like definitely not mean this in a bad way at all. But like I don't have like one favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Like I just had like a lot of things that I liked. I'd have to probably watch it again. And plus, like, you failed to mention that we didn't record right after watching. Oh, uh, the Terminator? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, so. but it, but we currently have it playing and with no audio. on. It's free on YouTube. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. So here he is coming back uh, to the present, 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like... Um, that's where you got the what the hell? What the hell? You say that a lot now. It's, I do. it's because of that guy, right? No. Oh, it's not because of that guy. It's not because of that guy. Oh, I thought it was because of the the like the truck driver. No, I said I said it way before that. Did he just? Yeah. Like provoke it more. No, we didn't watch Terminator that long ago. I know, but I had never heard you say "what the hell" prior I, to that I, in that way as an obvious reference to this guy. No, no, no. I can confirm that I definitely have. And it because it came from my cousin a while ago, even before I started talking to you. I've been saying that. You stupid. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and then I love what else he says. Goddamn son of a bitch. Goddamn <laughs> I, I like when you laugh like that. What? Fun. It's like where you're like one of your like your right eye kind of closes, <laughs> but like your other eye doesn't close as much. Like your right eye squints a little bit, and then you laugh. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like both eyes don't squint. I don't know what you're talking. I oh, know. that makes me sound don't. ugly. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You're beautiful. You're my Sarah. Oh. Anyways. Um, one thing I really like that I think you don't like as much mm-hmm. is, um, when he's like fixing himself up when he like took out his eye oh, yeah. and he's like fixing up his arm like, yeah, it's a puppet or whatever. <laughs> but like for the time it could have been well they didn't have that high of a budget no six million if oh, that well, if well, that well well to get arnold yeah look at him Oof. and i really i just like it like it gave me like even though i knew it was a puppet it kind of gave me like the squirmies i don't know i just really like uh sorry this is probably a makeup. bad idea to have it playing because then i'm just gonna get lost in it yeah you stupid <laughs> But yeah, you're talking about the puppet where he cuts mm-hmm. his eye out. Mm-hmm. I I just like because I feel like it's very. It was a very creative decision on their part to do that because they're like, all right, we want to show this, but how do we do that? Yeah. Without like the use of computers, obviously. And their solution to it, how they approached it, how they executed it. A puppet. I th- I thought I commend it. 
It hold, yeah, uh, it doesn't hold up, but it, oh, it, no. it, it's very obviously not Arnold. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's funny, isn't it? It's like I, I forgive that more than bad CGI nowadays. Oh, absolutely. 120%. You know? Like, even if you go back and look at movies from, like, the 50s and you can see, like, or, like, you can go even further back, like, the 30s and, like, with King Kong, you're like, Jesus Christ. Or, like, Godzilla. In the 50s. And, like, there's just, like, a sort of, like, endearment to it. Yeah. Because, like, with CGI, it's very hard to tell where love and care is put in, in my opinion. Correct. Because yeah. it's all just, like, it's almost, like, done for you. Whereas, like, practical effects, you actually have to, like, put, like, effort into, like, thinking all right, how is this going to look? Where CGI is just like, all right, computer do it. Make good. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously simplifying this. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sure people that are hardcore into oh. CGI shit are like, you fucking assholes. Oh, I know. And that's it's just me being no, it's cynical. Just, yeah, it's just us being cynical because you and I appreciate practical over CGI any day. And like, but saying what you're saying about like, you can forgive bad, like you could forgive the puppet. Yeah. <laughs> like I could forgive like even older shit just because I find it like endearing just because like it's like you can see the labor of love that they put into it like you could see James Cameron really like wanted to do like he could have very well not done that scene true he could have just taken it out or like done or, something else or he could have just done uh like a like the side view that he did for a lot of that scene like it's just Arnold from the side right pretending to cut his eye out and then he has the fake eye in his hand he's holding mm -hmm. it in his hand and he just brings it into view but okay. they but they really wanted to drive home you know the machine underneath mm -hmm. they wanted you to see the eye underneath mm -hmm. so and i commend it like a lot so that's one of your favorite scenes mm. yeah one of my other favorite scenes is the love making scene course it is because it's not your sorry, typical mom. I'm so it's, sorry, it's mom. not your typical hey tara it's not, <laughs> it's not your typical love making scene and, J and james cameron even talked about that on uh howard stern ironically someone called in and was like when he was like talking about titanic way back in the day someone called in was like yo man that that love making scene in, in the terminator was kind of weird like <laughs> you just kept focusing on their hands <laughs> And James Cameron was like, yeah, well, I mean, I, it's, it's not a porno. It's just I, like, I, like I wanted to, you know, show a different kind of lovemaking scene. And that's why he like the whole thing with the with the lovemaking scene is there. It's Kyle and Sarah's hands grabbing the bed sheets. Yeah. Harder and harder and harder until they let go. Yeah. Because it's a release. The whole time I'm just thinking. Oh, oh, OK. <laughs> the whole time I'm just thinking, man, she's like. What, like 20-something? Fucking a negative 20-something? What do you mean a negative 20-something? Because he's, never, he's not even born yet. <sighs> yeah, well... <laughs> negative. You know. Talk about an age difference. <laughs> Talk about Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, be he... Well, he'd be more than negative. Like, no, he wouldn't be. <laughs> he's like... He's however <laughs> old he is when she's like 40 banging years him. Different. <laughs> 40 years different. And how that's negative. I just love it because of what he says prior to it. He's like, I, I love you, Sarah. I came across time for you. You know, like that's why he took the mission in the first place. It's he fell in love with that photograph that Loki kind of weird though. 
What? You're like in love with a photo. You're higher up. Just has a photo of his mom, and you're like, damn, I want to fuck that. I don't think he <laughs> said in his head he wants to fuck that. Like, isn't she the mission cute? was she needs to be saved. Who wants to volunteer? But I'm saying like he said something about like how. Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ, wait. <laughs> what did he say? John. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, Kyle, who's the other one? <laughs> John. And, like, he always, like, carried that photo around with him. Uh-huh. And so, like, he had to have seen it prior to the mission. Right? Kyle? Yeah. Yes. So he's just like, I'm kind of really in love with this one picture, man. Yeah, well, in the future, there's not a whole lot going on, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so a, 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 a picture of a really hot chick from a time that's gone is probably definitely more appealing than they show you the future and the future is literally people huddled around a TV and you think the TV is working and then it cuts to the front of the TV and it's literally a fireplace. <laughs> it, the TV is acting as a fireplace. And you just hear everyone around going, so it's definitely not a fun future to be a part of. Then why even live? Well, exactly. Because <laughs> they're trying to rebuild. But that's why he left. Because he's like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'll go back. <laughs> so. I don't know. It's just, I'm just saying it's kind of weird. With the age difference? No, <laughs> that too. But it's just like. I came across time for you because I saw you in a picture that your son had in his pocket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the future that I came from is just bogus. So uh, here I am. You're probably like the only shot I and got. And then he really fell in love with her during, oh, right, 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 during right. their you know, adventure. Yes. Because um, it would have been weird had he just came back and then in like the, in the, um, in the club just was like bend over. <laughs> you know? I'm so sorry, mom. <laughs> so. Yeah, I you know it's just. Do you have anything you don't like, like? about it? Yeah, no, like about this movie in general. No, it's a perfect film to me. Like, not even a nitpick. Well, the nitpicks are like on the the practical effects, like the really bad stop motion at the end. I thought it was endearing. It's endearing. You can't say that it's not bad. Oh, it has a very kind of cheap looking quality to it. Just in terms of like the the way it looks on the film, yeah, like the like the quality of the film goes down once they switch to the stop motion. You know what I mean? And yeah. then they, and then they cut back to just the regular actors running around, and then they cut to the stop motion, and it's just like, whoa, what's going on here? This is a big juxtaposition <laughs> of quality. Um, but that's that stuff I can live with because I would not want a George Lucas that. I would not want James Cameron to go back in and digitally replace oh, the endoskeleton no. with a. A CGI endoskeleton. Like I yeah. like that it's a practical piece yes. of something. Yes. So I can appreciate that. It's a perfect film to me. There's nothing wrong with it. T one and T two are perfect films to me. So I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't counter your opinion on that because I know you firmly believe that one. <laughs> that I would shoot you down even if you did come at me with a nitpick. Yeah. Who's making that noise again? God damn it! I don't <laughs> Yeah, these cords, I like them, but it's just, it sucks that they're so sensitive to anything you do.
Uh, anyways. God, I hate, that's you. That's full of you right now. I'm not moving. Because right. you have it in between your legs. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> God, I hate this podcast. Hey. Get out of here. You're going to say fuck yeah. you. Oh my God. <laughs> Christ on a bike. God, I hate it here. I hate it here so much. What time is it? <laughs> we're, only, we're not even a fucking half hour into this shit yet. Hey, fuck <laughs> you. What the hell is wrong with you? God, I have to sit here and deal with you. That's my what problem. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> hmm. Would you rather be somewhere else? Depending. Oh, <laughs> God. Terminator. Still Walking Dead podcast. Woo. But, um, yeah, I I don't think it's a, anything wrong with this film. Sorry. I'm surprised you're not talking more. Because I want, I want to balance it out. I don't want it just, just to be endless amount of Eddie talking fun facts and shit. Oh, Haley likes fun facts. Um, I mean, we quizzed, he quizzed me on like little tiny things pertaining to the movie just to see if I was paying attention. Yep. I got a good amount of points. Yeah. So a fun fact is there was a guy by the name of Harlan Ellison who wrote an episode of The Outer Limits called Soldier, who sued the producers of The Terminator, oh, yeah. alleging that James Cameron stole his idea of The Outer Limits and turned it into a feature-length film. They went back and bad. forth, and eventually they settled out of court, and they gave him a producer credit. Not like a producer credit, but a acknowledgement credit at the end of the movie. And uh, James Cameron was like, he was like... Pissed. Pissed that that was what needed to happen. Well, they didn't credit the lady who wrote the book that claimed that she was... Well, she came after. She came way after. She came... Um, uh, we're talking about Sophia Stewart. She uh, She's a woman who claims she created the Terminator and the Matrix. <laughs> um, so uh, she's out of her mind, but she came way after. Harlan Ellison was literally right after the movie released in 1984. He was like on them, so... Or maybe even before the release. I don't know. I don't know the timeline, but yeah, there's there's been a lot of allegations against James Cameron and the Terminator, alleging it's not an original idea. So it's like it's too good. You can't have all the credit. But my thing is, no movie is original. Yes. There's there is no such thing as an original movie anymore. I in, agree. Even back in 1984, it's all just we take what we know, what we love. And we put our own spin on it. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. So Harlan Ellison's claiming that his story inspired James Cameron's story. But what inspired Harlan Ellison? Harlan Ellison got inspiration from something. Mm -hmm. Did he rip that person off? No. So it's all inspiration. Like if you were to make a movie right now, you would make something that you've been inspired by previous shit. Correct. And me going to be an animator. You're going to make shit that's been inspired by other shit. That's and, what it yeah. always is. And I've stated that like I'm inspired by people like Tim Burton. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, nothing's original anymore. It's just whatever your spin is on it. So, Which isn't bad. 
No, but uh, sometimes, you know, like I think about it and it's sort of disheartening. It's like, oh, man, that kind of blows that we've already peaked. Yeah. We've already peaked. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Like I sometimes I do think about like what is what does the future of cinema look like in 2100? Like what are stories like then? I mean, like if we're out of ideas now, you know. Well, it also comes with time. Like as we like progress, like even like technologically, technologically, like even like as a society, like things change that way. Like, yeah, yeah, but there's only I think it's what seven or or something like that. Seven fundamental stories you can tell. There's only seven, and then everything else around that is just variation. Oh, right. But fundamentally, seven stories that you can tell. That's it. And I forget what they are. Like you'd have to Google it, but it's like you know. Well, let me Google it first. I was shits say. and giggles. For giggles and shits. Shits and giggles. God, I hate these. It's all you cords. right now. Oh my god, what just fell off me? Mm-hmm. A part of the cord, I think, dumped the bed. Um, the seven fundamental stories. <laughs> what a story! He's so slow. He types Google into Google to get to Google. I don't get. I never get it. What are the seven fundamental stories? Oh Christ! I can't read that. Oh yeah, the seven basic plots is what it's called. Oh wait, no, that's just a book called the Seven Basic. But plots. it's literally like the chapters of it. Oh, there you go. So it was right in the article. Uh, what are the seven main types of story? Rags to riches, the quest, voyage and return, comedy, tragedy, rebirth. That's six. Whoa. Go to where you just were. Where? The Wikipedia. Right here? Mm-hmm. And it literally says, Oh, yeah, there you go. Overcoming the monster, rags to riches, the quest, voyage and return, comedy, tragedy, and rebirth. And that's all that there is. And they even give examples of, of movies like this. Overcoming the Monster, example, Jaws, Rags to Riches. Uh, Let's see if Terminator's listed anywhere. Out of curiosity. No. What would you label it as? As one of these? Yeah. Um, I would say... Um, I think it's pretty obvious. I feel like it's... It's a combination. It's overcoming the monster and the quest. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, so overcoming the monster, the protagonist sets out to defeat an antagonistic force, and the quest, the protagonist and companions set out to acquire an important object or to get to a location. Yeah. But isn't that crazy? Like, there's only seven types of stories you can tell. I mean, we've done it thus far. But... Do you see what I'm saying? It's like yeah. in 2100, man, like we're going to be exhausted. We're like we'll have exhausted everything. So it's crazy. I mean, we won't be around. So who gives a shit? I but, mean, if well, that's that's true. But film, like in terms of like cinematic, like not just like film reels in general, but, like in terms of like movies just barely been around for a decade what or not decade up century 
Okay, yeah, movies. Yes, movies like yeah. that people will go and see in theaters have been barely around for a century. Yep. That's a hundred years, right? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's crazy when you stop and think about it, but... Well, if you think, like, look at how many books there are. Like, there are so many books. Yeah, and those books are the seven basic plots as well. It's just... It's just we feel like we can do all this stuff and we can, but then you start to really peel back the layers and you realize how it's, it's so simple. It's all simplistic. And we just put all these big coatings around it that make it more complex than it needs to be. But anyways, we like the fact that it's more complex just as human brain. Yeah. Our monkey brains feel better that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to be entertained. Yeah. Different ways. Without realizing that we're being told the same story over and 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 over again. Correct. So the Terminator took the story and put an Austrian bodybuilder in there. That's was that 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 was the spin, and it worked because the ironic part is to bring it back to Terminator. The whole point of a Terminator is to be an infiltration unit, to blend into crowds and to kill humans, and the like. The big joke is. <laughs> casting a six something foot, 230 some odd pound, whatever Austrian bodybuilder doesn't necessarily blend into the crowd. Right. Oh, wait, back up for a second. What? Like, you're worried about like us ex- exhausting like all the plots or whatever that we can ever create. Mm-hmm. But I argue that like when you're watching something, anything even. You're not sitting there thinking, hmm, which one of the four basic plots does this fall under? No, you don't. No, for sure. You get lost. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like... Our monkey brain gets lost. Yeah. So it's not like we're watching something new, like, come the next century, and we're like, oh, God, this is plot number three again. Next. Yeah. Like, when I watch Avatar, which we will watch at some point, I don't... (sighs) I don't think to myself, man, I'm just watching Pocahontas in space. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I think, man, this is some fucking great shit. And I I don't think we've peaked. I, I don't think we've peaked. Like, oh, I do. Just because, like, we, well, how do you know if we peaked, if there's still more time? But, like, what I was saying with time comes, like, Yes, it's, you can argue that it's just merely more variations. But there's, like, stuff that, like, we haven't even thought about, like, it existing yet. Like, uh, take, just because I just watched it recently, Back to the Future. Like, the second one, where they go to the future instead of the past. And they go to, like, 2015. And it's all, like... But what I'm saying is we're going to create different things that coat the basic plot, but you cannot create a different plot. Oh, right, right, right. Beyond the seven. But I, I That's yes, what I'm saying. Correct. We, we've peaked on that. Now, at some point, people are going to, people that aren't savvy like like we are to think about this stuff, the general movie-going audience at some point is going to realize, wait, hold on. This shit's been told this time and then that time and then that time. And it's like it's like when like a movie gets a remake and then 20 years later it gets another remake. It's like... What the fuck is going on here? Well, the remakes are pretty blatant. You know, it's like, that's what I'm talking about. So they've already remade. Here's a perfect example. They've already remade Psycho back in the 90s. 
at some point again they're going to remake Psycho, and people just used Halloween. Okay, perfect example. Uh, so do Halloween. So Halloween comes out in 1978. Then you get Rob Zombie's Halloween, and now you have another one that's called Halloween, even though it's not a remake. It's the direct sequel to Halloween, but it's still called Halloween. Like you see, it's people are going to go, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, where's people already are clamoring for originality, but you're not going to ever get it because it doesn't exist. In the future, I think there will be like two different types of movies, like the ones that try and go out of their way to make something like I'm going to saying original in terms of like something that we've not in terms of plot, but just something that we've generally like never seen before. Correct. Like. And then there's going to be just the the blatant remake. Mm -hmm. So like i.e. Disney is going to remake their remakes. Yeah. You can't tell me otherwise. Yep. And I think they technically kind of already are starting that. Yeah. Just because, uh, I mean, eh, remaking a re- I wouldn't call it remaking a remake, but it's kind of being the same cash cow. Is there 101 Dalmatians, 101 Dalmatians, the live action from like 96, and then Cruella. Okay. Now, before we go, because <laughs> we could go way off onto side tangents here, um, but I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. And um, it's just, you know, it's it's kind of sad when you stop and think about it. Like, I feel like we've already exhausted it, which is why so many people believe like, like the golden age of movies is, is over. You know, that's why so many people are like, man, the eighties, God damn it. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah. me my, like most of my list of like horror movies is like from, I don't go any earlier than the thirties just because I can't sit through like the tens just because I silent movies would probably be the death of me. I can appreciate them. But can I sit there and enjoy myself while watching it? Probably not. And then the 20s, there's just really nothing noteworthy, really. Mm-hmm. It really just kind of blew up in the 30s. So I have everything from like the 30s to current. But like most of where I've checked off has lied in the golden, silver, and bronze age. Yep. The movies. Yeah, so. So when I say we haven't peaked, don't get me wrong. I love I eat that shit for breakfast, like all those. But I just feel like one day we'll be blown away by something like another Terminator, if you will, like <laughs> something about the impact of Terminator. But did you ever stop and think about that? Like the whole idea of what a Terminator is supposed to be and then the fact yeah. that they cast Arnold, how it doesn't make really make a whole lot of sense. What do you mean? I just explained it. That a Terminator is supposed to be an infiltration unit, and to infiltrate, you need to blend in. Oh, oh, oh! And oh, casting oh, oh, oh. an Austrian bodybuilder in, does not necessarily in. fit that quota. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it really has nothing to do with their physique, because like either way, he's just an endoskeleton. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just James Cameron thought it was ironic and funny. Like <laughs> later on, it's like it's like that's the big joke of the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but then again, like if he did blend in, then think about like not even like from like a funny haha standpoint, but like from a production standpoint, 
you want your main person, like the person that the, not person, but thing that the movie's named after, like the namesake, to be memorable. So if it, it was just like an average Joe, then like who the hell would remember it? True, yeah. Or even if it was like, I mean, Arnold was technically like not the most notable person at the time, I remember you saying. Yeah. So if it was even less of a nobody, then who the hell would remember? Yeah, well, uh, O.J. Simpson was thought to play uh, the Terminator. Terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. And uh, Lance Henriksen, who played uh, one of the detectives in the movie, he was going to be the Terminator. No. So with that idea, oh, we're boring her, folks. <laughs> you know when you know when Haley's bored. She How just do you yawns. Know when I'm because you yawn, because you, you you don't get tired at one in the morning, especially since we slept in very late today, and you took a nap when you went home. I took two naps. So, um, the podcast is boring you. No, it's <laughs> or maybe I'm just I'm just not getting enough oxygen in my yeah. brain. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> You're just like, God damn it! I live basically live with this fucker, and all he talks about is Terminator. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No wonder his other girlfriend left. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. So, anyways, um, that is our discussion on the Terminator. That's it. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Well, one because you're yawning, and I'm two, <laughs> and two because you know it's just a it's just a little bonus episode. It's nothing. A little boner episode. Yeah, a little boner. It's just a <laughs> you know just a little thing to talk a little bit about and get some discussion going. But uh, I love the Terminator and Terminator Two Judgment Day. Do you have another fun fact before we leave? Uh, another fun fact. Yeah, another fun fact. Uh, oh, uh, at the very beginning of the movie, where Arnold is walking up to the thugs, you can actually see his dingling, dingling. You can see it. I want to see. I was never. I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy focusing on the Austrian man as a whole. Okay, so we're playing it. He's looking around. He's looking over. There's his ass. Yeah. Okay, now there's Bill Paxton. Fine piece of rump roast, may I add. But what the hell is that guy's hair? Hey, what's wrong with this picture? Oh. You see his dick. Yeah, you do. Dicking in the wind. You see his dick just dicking in the wind. Yep. Can we pause? (laughs) What's wrong with this picture? <laughs> and it doesn't even have a sock on. Normally they would like give you a sock to put over it. It just he just didn't do it. He was like, no. <laughs> yep. Go big or go home. So you can see also this is Griffith Observatory, which is also in La La Land. Oh. This is where they go and do that whole like montage. Uh you don't remember? I remember. Okay. Well anyways, Griffith Park is very popular in movies. Mm. So those are your fun facts. <laughs> thanks guys for listening i hope uh it wasn't too boring for you uh oh, Haley's up. gonna go to bed now oh shut up <laughs> Fuck off. hey 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 watch your mouth watch, your, watch, watch, watch. your mother's listening <laughs> my mother's i'm sorry mom <laughs> i'm um, sorry so that is that and uh yeah, we don't do the end. We don't say our thing at the end of bonus episodes. Yeah, we, so we, we we leave that exclusively for 
Dadoi episodes. Dadoi. Of The Walking Dead. Um, Goodbye. But uh, what we will say is the iconic saying of Arnold's from The Terminator, which is one, two, three. I'll, I'll be, be back. back. I was really hoping you'd say we'll be back, but whatever. Oh, we'll be back? No, whatever, whatever. All right, one, two, no, three. No, 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 it's gone now. Disingenuine. Okay. <laughs>